0: I'm dead serious. Wait a minute. I thought you were making a Cosby show reference. I thought you were saying the guy Argyle, like a crazy sweater, taking out Theo Huxtable. (laughs) Oh my God. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Die Hard Minute, where every day, Monday through Friday, your favorite movies by minutes hosts talk about one minute of the greatest action movie of all time, possibly, John McTiernan's Die Hard. This week, uh, me and my co-hosts from the Indiana Jones Minute are taking you through minutes of uh, 16 through 20. My name is Tom Taylor. My name is Pete Mummert.
1: I am Gerald Christopher Captain Mitchell Porter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we are joined again by our friend uh, Hilary Nellums from uh, Yippee Kaye Minute, the upcoming uh, Die Hard podcast. Uh, welcome back, Hilary.
2: Thanks, I feel like I got invited to this party by mistake.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so do we
2: all. <laughs> you know who Peter North is. Yeah, as long as you have Peter
1: North,
3: welcome. Well, this the right is a test and you pass the flying colors. Yeah.
0: <laughs> all right. That was minute 18. This is minute 19. Minute 19 uh, begins with the truck in the garage backing into position and it ends with the bad guys led by Hans Gruber uh, walking with diabolical purpose. Have any of you guys noticed
1: the similarities between Die Hard and Home Alone?
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean look, you you have you have you know the protagonist who's abandoned by his loved ones, right? Mhm. And then he, <laughs> he needs to somehow like create value again like he's mm-hmm. he's what what's his value that he's been forgotten or abandoned and mm-hmm. then they ultimately need sort of reinforcement and, and they both and,
3: got walking barefoot over like glass or broken yeah. <laughs> ornaments.
1: Uh, Pete?
0: and they both have uh actors from uh, breaking away <laughs> yeah and and <laughs> like Daniel half Stern. the
1: movie is you know it's like there's like a guy having fun trying to stymie the bad guys with like, you know, uh-huh. like, like he kills somebody and says, ho, ho, ho. Now I have a yeah. machine gun. You're
0: right. you know, like, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah It's like, you know, kind of jokes and, you know, I mean, that kind of thing, you know. But it, I mean, he said like, like John McClain says, like, I'm going to kill you and eat you for breakfast and I'm going to kill you. <laughs> no. it's like it's good time stymieing yeah. criminals. Yeah, violently yeah. with 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 kind of violence and, and a little bit of uh, slapstick thrown in yeah your brother do- he squealed when i broke his neck watch, watch this do you think anybody in real
3: life does that like the taunting of uh... or just like you know guys that always have great lines when they're fighting crime or guys that have
0: um no <laughs> no I don't there well, I just hope not because I never do or would so I don't want anybody to be like that much more clever than I am
2: I think I'd be too worried about staying alive to be so snappy on my sheet <laughs> throwing yeah, out, yeah, yeah. out yeah. one liners
1: <laughs> <laughs> what's interesting is that I mean like we talk about sort of abandonment and throughout this whole movie now, now granted uh, John has you know Powell the police officer But it's Mm -hmm. almost like he just has to be his own friend throughout the movie. And I think he's he's kinda talking to himself the whole time to kinda just get himself through it because he kind of feels a little bit alone. He's on this mission and he's gotta do what he's gotta do. I I, I assume (laughs) that's why he was saying those things. He's kinda (laughs) like he's sort of what what are they like speaking he's speaking it into existence. Like, I'm going to kill you, mother. (laughs) Boop, boop, boop. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm going to eat you. Wait, what was the
3: th- what was the third boop?
1: <laughs> oh, sorry, Pete. I was just trying to be <laughs> respectful.
0: <laughs> Your beeps don't make any sense. <laughs> no.
3: Well, no, you said I'm going to kill you, but he did, he did three boops. He just confused me.
1: I th- yeah, I think I'm used to, uh, you know, this just in from Professor Christopher Porter. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: <laughs> you're bleeping yourself with a, a <laughs> telegraph machine.
1: But I, I did. I felt like he was he was his own best friend <laughs> during those 14 <laughs> hours. Uh, you know, uh, along along with the 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 policeman.
2: As i as I yeah. started, started to watch this minutes by minutes, I started also thinking, like, in, close to what you're saying, Jerry, but not necessarily to himself, but talking to the building. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. as, as the way the movie goes on, the building itself is kind of its own entity. Like, like, it's, mm-hmm. like it's like yeah. an extra character throughout the whole movie, you know, that doesn't, you know, that doesn't really have, you know, it just has a place as a setting, but doesn't have a side to take. It's just there. So Mm -hmm. outside of talking to himself, he's probably just talking to the building like, oh, like, I'm in, you know, I'm I'm in, you know, I'm in in your ventilation shaft. I'm doing this, I'm doing that.
1: (laughs) Well, it's interesting because do you think he's really that confident or does he have to sort of walk himself through it? I I think you know yeah. he's, he's, it's it's kind of like it's almost like he's sucking his thumb just to comfort himself <laughs> while he has to you know break dudes' necks and he rag like he wraps that he wraps Hans up <laughs> in a chain and I mean
2: yeah he's he, I I don't think he's confident at all yeah I think every time every time he passes one one hurdle he's like yeah. okay I can do that you know what the hell's gonna happen what the hell's gonna happen next you know
1: yeah yeah yeah. See that's I mean that's why I really like Bruce Willis as a choice over like Harrison Ford. He can get away with the talking to himself in this fashion, or he can get away with the saying, as you said, Tom. You know, saying ridiculous stuff while he's or Pete you know, while while he's while he's fighting yeah. the bad guy. He kind of I don't know. He can get away with that stuff.
3: But I think I think actually one thing that's interesting is. I mean, I agree with you that Bruce Willis is by far the best guy to play this, but I think one of the things that makes him charming in this is sort of one of the things that makes Indy charming is that neither guy really has a clue what he's about to do next. Like Mm -hmm. he's really just, like he says, he's making it up as he goes along. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
3: A a guy who's not making it up as it's going along is Theo. Because he (laughs) starts typing before he even looks at the screen. Yeah. And that makes me wonder is he he seems is he an insider? Like did he is he the guy that set up this security system here? Or does he uh, have an maybe. inside guy? Cuz he seems to know exactly everything he's supposed to do without even looking at what he's doing.
0: But then he's also later on not totally on to, I mean he's on top of stuff, but he does, there are things he can't do mm-hmm. or that are hard for him to do. So But yeah, it seems like and in terms of yeah, like locking down the building and, you know, all that stuff. Maybe he did sort of have an inside uh, scoop or something. Maybe.
2: Yeah, I figured they. Had, I figured they had some. I, I. I always assumed they had somebody inside to basically casing the place, you know, and being like, okay, this is the day the party's at. If you come in uh, this time, yeah. there's only going to be two guards downstairs, you know.
0: They do seem very well organized. <laughs> 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 is he, I mean, long?
1: I mean, is is. Uh yeah, I said Hans, but I meant Carl. the oh, yeah. Previous scene, he wraps up yeah. Carl right with the chain. Oh, right, right, uh-huh. All right. I'm sorry. All right, uh, Hans is Hans a little bit of a Belloc guy here, smooth, educated. Yeah, that's a, that's a
3: good call. Wears great call, I think. suits. Yeah, that's a good call. Yeah, yeah. very likable.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. appealing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just cool. Yeah, just to hang out with Huey Lewis, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, I, 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 I always thought that
3: was Huey Lewis.
0: Uh, yeah, I think a lot of people did. I think <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I spent about a minute thinking, oh my gosh, Huey is it? No. Well, no. No. <laughs>
3: but every, guy, every single guy that gets out of that van, again, is a, is a, is a musician.
0: Yeah. Can I they, say who my least favorite guy in this whole entourage is? Yeah. I don't know his name or anything, but he's the dark, dark-haired guy who he's like he later on in the movie he's like shooting like through the table to get uh-huh. at, uh McLean. Oh, and, and then he's, Marco? he's got that he's got that really thick I think that's Marco. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay, Marco. Yeah, I think
2: that's Marco. He's like no more table. <laughs> 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 <Shut
0: up>. <laughs> 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 and he uses the word he uses the term pal. It's like so unnatural his <laughs> mouth. Yeah. <Yeah>. It's like <laughs>
3: pal. Yeah. <laughs> but just for you, Jer, there's one guy that gets out of here with a beautiful red cardigan.
1: Oh oh yeah i'm looking at him right now he does uh, it's absolutely
3: spectacular
1: <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
3: they said and, that they chose a lot of these guys like most of these guys weren't german but they chose them all because they were really imposing people like almost every one of these guys is over six feet tall
0: mm-hmm. oh i think that's my guy with the with the red cardigan i think it's the guy oh is that is that the guy i think so i'm not positive you, you
1: know what's crazy about that scene when all the bad guys exit the cargo truck, we hear an evil version of
2: "Ode to Joy."
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah that was my yeah. that was I had that as a note. Um, yeah. What's 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 cool again? Because like listening to McTiernan's uh, commentary, you know, one of his big things was he wanted he wanted to give like Hans Hans and his crew. Some, some bit of levity because he wanted to make sure the movie was going to be fun. So mm-hmm. you know, so, he, so one of the reasons why he picked Ode the Joy uh, to basically be sprinkled out throughout the entire movie is to kind of add like a breath of levity, uh, you know, to some of the scenes and like be like, OK, yeah, these guys are bad, but they're not, you know, super terribly, terribly bad, you know, and like it's also one of the reasons why it's such a hodgepodge of people. Um, who are who are playing the terrorists as opposed to like a stereotypical like Middle Eastern terrorist group Now, because like I guess that during that time since like tensions were still pretty high with a lot of things going on in the world You know in, in order in order to make the movie more fun It was a conscious it was a conscious choice to get all these guys.
1: Well, it's but it's interesting right here it's like
2: Yeah. I just but I love how it's also under with Theo just whistling it like while he works. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if that's part of the reason they ch- we were talking before about like, you know, what other Christmassy songs could they have used, and I think I wonder if this one's just really versatile. They can, they can do a lot of different things with it. It could be like kind of uplifting and, 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 and fun, or it could be like very ominous <laughs> or very, uh, you know,
1: well, what? let me just, I don't understand this. Why is this movie a Christmas movie? Like it, uh, mean, why, why do don't they, say because does it, because it take place it, it at just, Christmas yeah, or Yeah, why we, I mean don't tell me all the well, the party's on Christmas Eve. <laughs> and you're like, well yeah, but what do I but, mean, but what why is the backdrop or the setting or this like sort of a famous Christmas movie? Like there's a Christmas story, there's Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, there's Die Hard <laughs> <laughs> There's Gremlins. <laughs> like, I mean, what like what are we doing? I mean, does anybody watch the movie and what it's about? Like a terrorism and, you know, yeah. co- like a cowboy attitude? And I mean, what? why is this Christmas?
0: Isn't Lethal Weapon a Christmas, too? Or am I making that up? I've or been, one I of don't them? remember. Maybe?
2: It is. No, okay. Not the first yeah. one is. But this like, one, like I'm, I actually yeah. know
3: a lot of people that watch this every Christmas. It's yes. like a tradition. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. I I I do. <laughs> like a, yeah, like <laughs> along <laughs> with you know
0: Frosty <laughs> and Rudolph. Yeah. Yeah. Like more of a trading <laughs> places man myself.
1: I mean just why is why is that? There's no, there's other than like he puts the Santa hat on the first dead bad guy, and it says, "Now I have a machine gun." Ho ho ho.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Like, yeah. it, it is interesting. Yeah, you could like if, if there were if they played it up more and used it as more of like a backdrop to things, and like oh you know, like the way the Gremlins does or something like you know it's yeah. all this beautiful yeah. happy time and all these horrifying things are happening, but yeah, they don't really do that but, much. But, with they,
2: but no, but they do though, like because there there are certain lines that are always thrown out. You know when Han says to Theo, like, oh, you know, don't worry, Theo. It's, it's the day, It's you know, it's the night of miracles, or, or whatever. yeah, yeah, um, oh yeah. You know, yeah. Chris, you know, Christmas and Hollis playing when he gets in the limo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there, it's it's constant. There are constant Christmas theme lines thrown throughout the entire movie from beginning to yeah. end. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, but
1: it doesn't. But I don't know why. Like I, it's I, I just don't know why, and mm, and I yeah. will not accept because.
0: <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. <laughs> that's the way
2: it is. I don't know why exactly.
0: If you, I mean, yeah, you could say that there would be like, you could easily tell the exact same story, have the exact same movie, but it's yeah. like, you know, it's the middle of summer or something, yeah, or it's exactly. Arbor Day or something. But he's, he's got to come visit his parents, his kids. That's true. I mean, yeah, no, but he could be doing that, that anyway. They're strange. Yeah, They're yeah. on the other side of the country. He's got to come visit them at some point. But mm-hmm. I do like that it's Christmas. I do like that I do that's... Too. You know, I, I I like the Ode to Joy. I like that being in there. It's like it's all part of the the, the, the tapestry, the texture of it, the you know, just the feel of it. Mm-hmm. I like that it's there. All right. Just because, Jerry. Just because. <laughs> <laughs> I got a whole I got a whole
1: bunch of questions like that. Like, can somebody tell me what why is Argyle in the movie?
2: Oh, um... um
1: uh, yeah. Stumped. All of you. <laughs> <Stumped>. <laughs> why is Argyle in the movie? Like, like he could have just been a thing, and he drives him to the whatever as, as a little bit of character behind, you know, exposition behind like behind John Mc, Mc, McClane and what he's doing there. Yeah.
2: But I and I that's like, it. I, I feel like that's that's exactly why he is in the movie. It's like they keep just him around, that. but <laughs> for
1: what? You're like, to, yeah. to knock Theo out? But he does have a couple of moments where he
3: sort of they he brings down the tension. Like there are a couple of moments where he's comic relief later that you really do need a break from the tension, and he kind of provides it really nicely.
0: Yeah, and he's he's sort of the guy in a way. We were talking about this on uh, Jaws, on our Patreon show, that like, you know, Chrissy gets killed at the very beginning and there's somebody right there, like, you know, just a dozen feet away who can't do a thing to help her, mm-hmm. you know, like he, Argyle's sort of that guy. He's, mm-hmm. he's the guy asleep on the beach. He's like, everything's fine where he is he's at an absolute party with a bear in his limo <laughs> yeah. while all these people are being killed and things are exploding yeah. and John McClane's in dire straits and everything and, you know, well, wh- so and, he's a little bit of that. And why is his name Argyle? Just because? Yeah. Is it because yeah, like he like he is a colorful life. he has a colorful personality. Yeah, yeah. he zigzags that... and. Yeah. That's just how it is in L.A. Everybody's got one of those weird yeah. names. The sister's name is Paisley. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear,
1: is that an explosive hockey puck?
0: Yes. Yes.
3: <laughs> Or According reading. to I Am Internet Movie Firearms Database, that's yeah. exactly what it is. It, really? it does not it exist, exist in real life.
2: Explosion? What's uh, that? Oh, it exists in real life?
3: No, it doesn't. They, it's just like it's uh, a flashbang uh, grenade, but it's, oh. it's not a real one. Yeah, it's, not, it's just one they made that looked like a hockey puck for the movie. So
1: is, is that, again, keeping within the winter theme? <laughs> yes. Ice.
2: <laughs> yes. I mean, is that, is that what we're doing? Why do we have an explosive <laughs> hockey puck? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I, do, I, do, I do feel it was a bit overkill by Carl to use that before shooting the second security guard.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. see, I, I love it because I think Carl's got some serious razzle-dazzle. Like, he's all about the style and the panache. Because yeah. he, he, first he comes in That's with the flashbang and then he, he, yeah. so, he shoots the guy. Right.
0: Wouldn't it be great if that guard had been played by uh, Don Rickles? And he would have been like, what are you looking at, hockey puck? <laughs> and it explodes in his face. Well, it's just, I mean,
3: I can see it down the back of
1: Insurgent Monthly. You know, score a hat trick with this explosive hockey puck. <laughs> but my, my
2: outstanding question still, which we brought up quickly in minute 18, though, is how in the world did that second security guard not hear what was happening? <laughs> yeah. Damn. Oh, yeah. Um, like, cause like silencer, no silencer. Once Theo kicks the guy over in his chair, it's like a big, and he's going boom. It's like a big ruckus going on. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. That guy is completely. He's just completely oblivious. This is uh, Alan Rickman's film debut, which I think is amazing. Yeah. Is and it I, really? Yeah, and he hated wow. it. He, he did. He hated the idea of it because he was worried. That his first big role, his first film role ever, was going to be this big villain. And he was worried he was going to get typecast as only playing guys like this. Huh?
1: <laughs> How that work
3: out? <laughs>
1: I, I actually have a, a question for Hillary, because um, because you're doing the Yippee Ki A Minute, and you're I know a, a, a die hard die hard. What? What's the whole theme about government letting you down in this movie? What do you mean? Well, it's just all over the place. It's like you're like you know, he like John McClain calls the, the the you know he, he gets on the walkie-talkie. He's like, if anybody's listening, we got an emergency on the. Th-. And they're like, oh, that's a <laughs> prank. Listen, buddy, you know, just stop it over there. And then they like the the police car comes over and he looks around and he fails. He barely does his job. It takes throwing. A, a dead body out, the, uh, body out the window and smashing on a police car to get anybody's attention, and then the FBI comes in and they're like, "Yeah, twenty-five to thirty percent hostages killed. I'm fine with that." Like the government is like the government is the bad guy here, and so I'm going. what
2: said. One of the joke. So they just wanted
1: to the- <laughs> <laughs> But no, I mean, I don't I, like. What's yeah, the thing? I, I we think- have two. There's two bad guys in the movie. There's like the the actual bad guys, right. and then there's like the government or the institution. Yeah. You know, the FBI aren't good guys here. The police are completely inept. Right. The 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 head police guy is like a bad guy.
2: But it's not it's not inept. It's more about procedure, right? Because you know, so when he when when McLean like sets the fire alarm off, like they're ready to counteract it right away you know and they're like oh just tell them, tell them it was a false alarm don't worry about it you know so once mm-hmm. that happens and now they're getting another call you know about the same about the same about the same pro- like another problem in the same spot that they just were like oh it's a false alarm don't worry about it so i don't i i never felt it was about ineptitude it's just more about bureaucratic procedure more or less you know mm-hmm.
0: yeah well, the government it, institutions are always like the impersonal non-thinking right you know by the right. book step one is, to this, step is
2: this step two is this you know yeah regardless of yeah versions. but
1: but i would agree with you to some extent except when i mean if you call the police or you radio the police so they hear like literally mayday mayday mm. you know what's the handbook say on that <laughs> take it seriously <laughs> right you know the, the the handbook doesn't say like it's probably a prank <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, which is what what the woman it's it's just like it, it like in people who are in positions of power and authority in the government all across this movie are always making the wrong choice and are not taking anything seriously at all. It's really mm-hmm. strange, and so it's like the theme at the end of the day is if you wanna do something right, you gotta do it yourself. you can't <laughs> <Yeah>. trust anybody <laughs> well, it's and I mean. It, yeah go ahead
3: pete uh roger ebert kind of famously gave this movie a bad review and most of the reason he gave it a bad review because it was because of the fbi agent later and he felt he was such a terribly drawn character and he's like he he just kept sabotaging mm. the movie so much he couldn't give it a good review because Weird. of that
1: it's a well the, the fbi agent says something really strange he like hangs out the helicopter window and says just like saigon yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> And you're like, what? Wait, what are we doing? Like, what is this? Well, now we're bringing yeah. in this whole, like, now we have an FBI agent who's like a uh, Vietnam.
0: He's trying to relive Vietnam. Yeah, that always struck me as like a just kind of like an easy joke. Like, mm-hmm. there's a punchline immediately after that. Yeah, <laughs> you know,
2: like I was, high school, right? I was in
0: high <laughs> school. Like, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess. But then
1: it's kind of it's kind of weird. They show a helicopter, right? Doesn't the helicopter it 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 blows up,
0: right? Yeah, sounds yeah. about right.
1: Yeah, which of course, like, what's the famous scene yeah. called, the fall of Saigon? Yeah, it's like a yeah. helicopter getting pushed off a boat yeah. or off the route, right? Yeah, I- am I taking this too hard? <laughs> 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 we can go we can go back to that fuzzy bear. You're ruining that know. minute for future <laughs> hosts. <laughs> All There's my just, notes for this minute a,
3: involved Aquanet.
1: It's a really strange <laughs> choice. I don't know. Like the FBI comes in like, yeah, I'm in charge here. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. and then they're like, so now we got like a crazy FBI agent who's going to change the whole plan and I yeah. not pay attention to the what the police. Uh, it's weird. They, they there's not a single the only the, the only guy who's in government who's who's believable or trustable or that you is is Powell. And yeah. he's a guy in the trenches. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Who no one listens to and no one believes. And I think he's the only competent one because he's the only one that's really had an actual experience of the gravity of the situation. Like, everyone else Mm. who's shown up, like, they don't really see anything going on, you know, until, you know, basically until the roof blows up. Like, or actually, well, I take that back until, until the SWAT guys try to go in, you know. But up until that point, like, you know, all, all they know is some guy jumped out the window, whereas, like, Paul Gleason's like, oh, that might have just been some stockbroker who was depressed. Like, you don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah,
1: but that's that's a strange thing for, like, the police captain yeah. or commissioner, whoever it is, <laughs> yeah. to say. He's like, nah, whatever. You're like, who just fell out the window? Right. Meh,
2: whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Like,
2: that's right. not but I also, feel truck. like, I mean, <laughs> I, if not... you want to deep, dive deeper into it, I think it's almost almost like the view of power like you know the views of like someone someone in power quote unquote you know in their power trip ego you know versus you know where McLean, you know again like he's he's portrayed you know bruce willis is you know is the everyman you know like he's a cop but he's still you know he's one of us you know and and powell's one of us so those are the ones so those are the guys who get you know this you know who make us sympathetic to, what's ha- to everything that's happening, you know, which, you know, they, and so I think, you know, sure. people like, like Agent Johnson and Johnson and uh, Chief Deputy, you know, they, they just make us root for yeah. Bruce Willis even harder.
1: Which, by the way, was really funny, Johnson and Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> <No way laughs> <not>. yeah. <laughs> and I guess it's, it's, it's a way it makes you not take – government or authority or that seriously at all it's like of course two agents shows up you know two agents show up named johnson and johnson they're just like well it's like whatever
0: Uh you had something about aquanet to say pete (laughs) (laughs) i'm just these guys walk it out of the van
3: like it's it's a perfect some kind of hair product commercial
0: oh yeah 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 just cut it a little differently it's like yeah they just have to kind of beat their hair a little (laughs) bit yeah yeah Oh, I did want to say about the guy—the guy—the guy, the guy, the, the guy who gets it with the hockey puck. Mm-hmm. When they cut back to him, and uh, I was going to say Jurgen Prock now, when uh, Alexander Gudinov's about to shoot him, uh-huh. he's standing really weirdly, and I kind of get that it's like he's—oh no—a bright flash just happened, but he looks exactly like he's posed, <laughs> like he's about to be shot, like he's, yeah, he's getting he ready does. to be shot. Yeah. <laughs> no, That's really
1: weird. Me. Yeah, it's really weird.
3: That's a really, a really graphic shooting scene too. Like after. Mm-hmm. The Billy Joel guy didn't, or the Peter North guy didn't get. You know, you didn't see any violence at all. And now this guy is just like blood everywhere. It's just like, you know, spurting out of his chest.
0: Yeah, that's why it's. That's why it's even weirder that we didn't see that at all before. Uh Like with the with the yeah with Peter North at the desk. It's like he just kind of falls back. I don't know. Yeah, and this is also after like, uh, oh, the summer of '87. I remember this vividly. It had both RoboCop and The Untouchables which were not only really violent and had a lot of blood, but they had really, really good blood. Uh-huh. Like really yeah, like, authentic-looking, kind of dark, almost brownish blood. Yeah. And
2: touchables uh, especially.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, so, you know, you're kind of used to like people getting shot a whole bunch if you're of the right age and getting to go to these movies and stuff. So, um, yeah, on the one hand, you're sort of like uh, used to this stuff, but it's also like, uh, I don't know, yeah, it can be a little gross. Mm. But I'm I'm still sad that we didn't get to see the guy get shot in the head before. <laughs> well,
2: what's, what's the with <laughs> so you'll get you'll get your chance later. <laughs> okay.
3: You didn't get to see him kicked in the chest though, so that's true. Yeah, that must have yeah. hurt. Two yeah. points.
2: <laughs> I also remember seeing this for the first time, and when Theo's doing all of his, you know, locking the elevator and stuff, uh-huh. mm-hmm. feeling like. Feeling that this was the most futuristic building I've ever seen. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, we're going to come back here tomorrow for Minute uh, 20, and you should too. But, uh, Jer, where can people find us on our regularly scheduled program?
1: Our regularly scheduled program is the Indiana Jones Minute. And they can find us at indianajonesminute.com or on Facebook at the Indiana Jones Minute Listener's Crusade, where we interface... (laughs) <laughs> um with all of it's <laughs> <That's> disgusting <laughs> yeah it is it is <laughs> with, north uh, the brain. With <laughs> really? all the uh wonderful listeners and and it's actually a lot of fun god those people are funny sometimes
0: yeah yeah so we got some smart listeners yep, yep. maybe some of you are smart listeners right now out there in podcast land um Man, some, somebody explain this christmas thing to me
1: yeah, Jerry needs help. Yeah. Somebody explain Christmas to Jerry. Yeah. He needs to
0: discover the true meaning of Christmas, which is people getting shot in a building. It's about the government's going to let you down. You need, you, need to, you need to talk yourself
1: through Christmas Eve.
0: He'll shoot your eye out, kid. I like that uh, the war on Christmas starts right here. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Hillary, you too have uh your own show coming up. Uh where do we find that?
2: Uh you'll be able to find all the information at yippikaye minute.com.
0: That's awesome. Everybody do that. Everybody uh visit uh diehardminute.com. This sh- very the show's very own page. Uh and come back here for minute 20 of Die Hard here on the Die Hard Minute.
2: Hockey Park? <laughs> ouch <laughs> Huey Lewis oh. <laughs> we
0: have to be square Oh, the
2: power of love I need a new drug walking on a thin line
1: walking oh on a God. thin line is kind of the the, the sleeper walking work. on a
0: thin line it's true you dug deep for all the wrong reasons Jerry Tell me, you got that. I got it, I got it. I hate your heart on Channel 5.